Ramble. Good morning, everybody. We got Becky and Rachel and Maggie and Ariel, of course. Um, So today, guys, we are talking about college. We're talking about education. Everybody's going back to school or not. Uh, You know, things are things are kind of crazy right now. Um, And uh, I think we're going to talk a little bit about our experiences with college but first i want to hear about you guys how was your how was your week how was your weekend i went on a little trip this weekend it was it was actually kind of uh required since we got our bathtub refinished we just had to be out of the house for 48 hours Ooh, where'd you go uh we went to santa barbara which was really nice there was like we went to the beach there was a lot of space we felt really safe it was good how is it being in wine country with no wine awful (laughs) there was there was actually one point where we walked by, or actually, we 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 were on one of those bike cars. I don't know if you guys have ever seen those before, but it's like a mm-hmm. buggy that you that you bicycle. Um, and, and like our hotel had them for rent, and so we were like, "Yeah, okay, cool." And pop West in the front, and um, <laughs> uh, he loved it. He loved it. We gave him a popsicle, and he was just like, "Wee!" Um, oh my gosh. But we we biked by three uh, like. I, I guess wine stores or like wine bars, um, all in one place, and there were, and there were just people everywhere drinking, and we were like, "Oh, that looks so amazing!" And it was so hot, and I was like, "I just want to stop." Does Ned not drink out of solidarity for you? No, he does drink. He just okay. doesn't. He just doesn't drink white wine because he knows how much <laughs> it bothers me. <laughs> so he's like, "I'm just drinking the red wine that you don't like." He did. He did. And we had like we uh. Okay, so you guys know that I, I'm I, I'm not like a huge wine connoisseur. I just I just enjoy it. Um, and you also know that free wine tastes better than wine mm. that you have to pay for, right? Oh yeah, 100%. Um, it, that's that's just that's like the rule of wine. So so the hotel that we were at gave us wine vouchers for every night that we were staying there, and so you like couldn't. there and. I, we got. I couldn't drink their free wine. I was like, "This is the best wine in the world." I don't. It's, I don't <laughs> care. I don't care what it is. It's 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 white and it's cold and it's free. I just want it. <laughs> I want uh, it. It was so hard. It was so hard. Ah, but uh, you know, there are harder things in life than not drinking wine. <laughs> but, but you know, it certainly doesn't feel like it when you're when you're staring down the. Uh, yes. So Ned um, drank red wine. Out of solidarity, <laughs> so, so that we could use up our wine vouchers because you can't not use the wine vouchers, right? Right, yeah, right, yeah, right, right, right. Anywho, what did you guys do this weekend? Oh, you know, another big weekend of uh, nothing. Yes, <laughs> I basically yelled at my Alexa all weekend to play the BTS single "Dynamite." All right, <laughs> yeah, and I also like yelling at it to play "Wet Ass Pussy." I'm like Alexa, play "Wet Ass Pussy." <laughs> Ned, Ned but it that doesn't say me. it back. It doesn't say it back. It Aww. says play WAP. <laughs> what did we watch? We watched the new Nexium documentary series on HBO. We watched I one episode. To that podcast. That was- yeah, it's good. I listened to that podcast all in like 
a week. Like I binged yeah. it every time I got in the car. Play. I listened to the first episode while driving to a scout of a spicy noodle place. You guys know. You know the video. Mm-hmm. By the time I got there, I looked like I had been, because I had been, I was just like all red from crying because it's so intense. I know. And I have this weird thing too where when I watch like shows about cults for the first like two episodes, I'm in. I'm like, I would have joined this cult 100%. (laughs) I remember watching The Path and the first episode was like, they were these hippie like vegan people that loved the earth. And then, you know, all the crazy cult stuff came in three episodes in. But for the first episode, I was like, I'd join this cult. I would do it. They'd get me. I think Nexium would get me. If I was, you know, if I was approached, I'd be like, oh, sure. Okay. We got to check in on Becky all the time. Yeah, seriously. What's the cult quotient on Becky today? (laughs) Becky, who have you been talking to? What have they been telling you? Um, Did you guys ever watch, uh, there was that Netflix miniseries um, about uh, Waco? Oh, yeah, I did watch Waco. Oh, I liked that. I liked it a lot. It was heavy. It was super yeah. heavy, especially the end. Well, want to talk a little bit about uh, about going back to school? It's how, back to school season. It's back to school season. What is for you? What was your favorite thing about going back to school? Mine was school supplies. I love school <gasps> Mine supplies. Mine too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Daiso. I would get all my pens from Daiso. I'd have my little... Uh, I don't even know what that is. What is Daiso? I don't know. What's Daiso? You've never been to Daiso? What is that? What? Do they still exist? I feel like I should know. Supply it's store? like a like it's a Japanese home? dollar store. They're like all over the place. You're so mm-hmm. cool, Maggie. <laughs> I would get mine from like <laughs> Staples. Target's cool too. Anywhere you can get school supplies. School supplies are great. Maggie with her cool Japanese school supply. They really, I loved my Japanese mechanical pencils. They were great. Highly recommend if you haven't been to Daiso. Gotta go to Daiso. They have have everything. They even have kitchenware, Mm. but they have a lot of school supplies as well. Were you guys ever into those um, uh, like gel pens? Oh, yeah. <gasps> gel, gel pens. pens. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love I feel gel like pens. all three of you have such excellent handwriting. I can totally see you in into the gel pens. Oh, I see you shaking your head, Becky. You have great handwriting. Years yeah. of waiting tables have ruined my handwriting <laughs> and my spelling. Everything is missing vowels, typically. <laughs> <laughs> people say I look like different or like it looks like different people have written my notes, just depending on like what kind of mood I'm in. Like totally. if I'm in a rush, it looks like chicken scratch. And if I'm really taking my time, it looks like um, Catholic school, Catholic school girl handwriting where we had to like learn how to do cursive and like put the clear sheet over it to make sure everything. <gasps> Did you guys ever have to do that? No. no. <laughs> yeah, we had to do like cursive and we'd have to practice our A's and practice our B's. And then you'd have like a clear sheet and you'd put it over the letter to make sure it lined up. And that's how people, <gasps> that's how they taught handwriting. Yeah. And then I remember in grade school, they said that, oh, when you go to high school, everything's going to be accepted in cursive. So you mm-hmm. have to learn cursive. Like you're not going to handwrite. They don't teach that anymore. Or at least when I Thank was God. teaching second grade, it's called joined italics now. And it's basically like block or like regular print 
with little loops to join together like we all write. We don't write in proper cursive. It's just very like, it's like what we actually do. Yeah, I remember Mm -hmm. when I was taught cursive, um, people said that it was, uh, that, that, you know, because we were all like, why are we learning this? We we can write in block letters. Um, And they were saying it's faster. It's faster to write Mm -hmm. in cursive than it is in block letters. Um, And so they're basically teaching us like script instead of Mm -hmm. cursive. You know, it sounds like Maggie was learning, you know, like very decorative cursive letters. I wouldn't say it was decorative, but (laughs) it was was a very long, it was like embedded into our courses. So we would just like take an, I don't remember how, how long it was, but it was a good chunk of grade school, I remember. Wow. Uh, there was a period of time when we were living in Chicago where I was apprenticing at a rare book library. Um, <clears throat> and uh, this was actually probably one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. I had to, so uh, this rare book library had um, a bunch of Napoleon's letters, like letters to his wife, letters from his wife to him, uh, letters to like generals and things like that. Somebody had had like gathered up all of these letters and then uh, gifted them to the library, but they had all been um, bound into this kind of book situation, and uh, and the the library wanted to display them just as letters, and so I had to get them all out of the book. Um, and so like painstakingly kind of taking off all of the. Um, uh, adhesive that had been put along the edges and try to make it look like it was never there, which is virtually impossible, but like n- very nearly. Um, but it took so long that I was trying to like read all the letters mm-hmm. and it was very, very interesting. So like, of course they're all in French, um, but uh, uh, like perfect, perfect cursive. I have never mm-hmm. seen that such beautiful, beautiful script in my life. Uh, it's like, where did block letters even come from? It seems like everybody wrote in cursive. I, why, why was their cursive so much prettier than ours handwriting now? I don't know. So back to like learning in school, uh, kids are going back virtually. Some are going back in person. It's going to definitely look different than when we were freshmen. Uh, but what were your, what was, what was freshman year like? What was moving into the dorms? Where'd you guys go to school? Uh, I went to Carleton College. It's in Minnesota, about 45 minutes south of the Twin Cities. Um, It was the middle of nowhere for me. Um, (laughs) I, my parents were still living in London at the time. And uh, I remember my mom and I went on this big like college trip. Um, My, the summer between my junior and senior year. Um, and we mostly spent all like, we mostly spent our time on the East coast going to, you know, just all of like the little colleges. I knew I wanted to go to a small college, um, all the little colleges along the coast. And, uh, but my, um, college counselor, we had a, a great counselor at, uh, the, the high school that I was at, um, recommended that I go check out this school. She was like, you know, I really think that you would be a good fit for Carleton. Um, and I, you, you should really just try to try to make your way out there while you're in the States. Um, and so we did, and I loved it, even though Minnesota in the summer is, uh, awful. The mosquitoes are the size of trucks. 
there's it's so <laughs> gross like there's like the lakes and 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 everything there's just there's bugs and it and like all the snow has melted and so everything's just a little uh, moist and oh, it's, uh, yeah it's just mosquito this mosquitoes are really bad what did you major in but what did i major in oh my gosh uh anthropology and sociology which is Ooh. is is like the most liberal arts major you could possibly <laughs> do <laughs> um but i remember my first week uh as a freshman in college i actually got slotted into the um international program uh, so I got to school a week early and uh, we had to go through almost like like um, training to be an American. Um, we learned oh. about the money and we learned oh. about the like. Because you were coming from London? Because I was coming from London. So, oh. they, so, so I was just automatically put into the international program. And, uh, and the, I remember the people teaching the international program were like, I don't know why you're here. Like you're, you very clearly don't need this. <laughs> um, but I did it anyway and it was fun. Made some friends. Um, and yeah, I, I ended up in one of the really good dorms. All the dorms were a little bit different. Um, some of them were like, you know, big buildings that had rooms and rooms and rooms of uh, or floors full of rooms. Um, and you know, like one girl's bathroom and one boy's bathroom per floor or something like that. Um, but I got into one of the older dorms, which was actually where you had one room attached to a bathroom and then attached to another room. So it was like a Jack and Jill type of thing. And so I had my roommate and, uh, and then the other room was two girls and then we all shared one bathroom and it was amazing. We could like keep our stuff in our bathroom and oh my gosh, there were, all the other freshmen were so jealous. I don't know how I got that lucky. So that was pretty nice. I remember I was, I was too cool for school freshman year. Well, I had just come off a gap year. And, uh, and so I was like, yeah, I've been traveling for the last year. Like, Ooh, you took a gap year. I, didn't I know did. That. I took it. I took a gap year. Yeah. I, I went and I did like a couple of different things. I did Mostly like volunteering and uh, camping in cool. Costa Rica, Nicaragua. Do you speak Spanish? I do not. <laughs> I do not do speak that? Spanish. I I spoke Spanish at the mm. time, but then mm. I took French in college, which probably was a really bad idea. Um, and then I took Italian <clears throat> after college. And so I get all three of them confused because they're all so similar. Um, so I could probably get by in, in any, you know, in any of those languages, but, um, I can't speak any of them. Oh, and it's hard when people start smiling at you. That I know. And they're like, language. oh, you poor thing. You poor thing. I know it's so hard for me. Ned's so much better. He, he'll like, he'll just sort of start speaking Spanish and he'll speak sort of like a, like a Spanglish, you know, like half Spanish, half English. And, and I'm just like, oh, I just, I, I wish I had the confidence to do that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I went to Mount St. Mary's in <clears throat> University. It's located in L.A., Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I signed up for the dorms very late on because I was going in between majors. Like the fact that we have to like pick our majors even before you did. No, but yes, I, I mean, a lot of people go undecided, but if I wanted to do nursing, you have to, the program that I was accepted into, you have to do your entire freshman prerequisites your first year and apply wow. for the program. And then the program after that is the remaining three years. So either I was like in between, I was like, do I want to do like business or do I want to do nursing? And like last minute I jumped the gun and I was like, I want to do nursing. I uh, worked at the Children's Hospital of Orange County where I grew up Um in high school and that's what I decided I I worked on the children's oncology floor there and I really liked it um so that was my I was like I want to be a pediatric nurse this is what I'm doing go um Mm -hmm. but I signed up for the dorms very late because I made my decision like at the very last minute and they only had single dorms left so my very first year of uh pre-nursing I was in a single dorm all by myself and I was so sad I wanted roommates so badly but so uh, hard Remaining three years, I moved in to a two-bedroom apartment with four other girls. Twin beds. Twin beds, shared bathroom. And, like, I grew up with three or two other sisters. There was three of us, so sharing wasn't that much of a thing. But, I mean, well, I have stories for later. <laughs> <laughs> sharing a dorm can be hard, depending on if whether or not you vibe. Luckily, the people I ended up living with for the remaining three years like I had known them before but they're still like when you're living with enclosed counters with people that you're not normally used to living with there's gonna be things that come up did you guys ever have interesting roommates for sure but we can't talk about them you can't what what if they're listening I I oh yeah I would never some of them are definitely listening yeah I would never speak ill of my of of my old roommates but you know it's It's like, it's the same way that you speak about your significant others, you know? Yeah. It, it, like when you, when you, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> um, excuse me, what? What do you um, like about? When, when you're living in close proximity with people, there's, there's bound to be things that come up, you yeah, know? For sure. Like I remember, okay, I will, I How won't say you? names, but I will say specifically, I had one roommate who really, really liked rotisserie chicken. Um, Yum. and, and, th- and so, uh, she would take pieces off of the rotisserie chicken, um, you know, and then just, just sort of eat them walking around the house. There was one day that I, I, I mean, we were best friends. And so she would just come into my room and she sat on my bed, um, finished eating her chicken and then just took her hands and wiped them off my bed. <gasps> <laughs> like, oh my God. I know. And I was like, like oh, little excuse oil me. <laughs> you can't do that on my bed. And at the time I was like I was like fully vegetarian and I was like oh there's no. chicken everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It was yeah. pretty funny. I she yeah. She never she never did that again. She was like oh my god I'm so sorry. I didn't even realize. <laughs> I didn't even realize this was wiping my hands in your blanket. Yeah. With my like oily fingers. What? Um, I went to Illinois State University, which Keith and I, I think we talk about it a lot. So I think people know we went there. Um, 
What would I? Oh, I majored in um, acting and broadcast journalism, and I did summer school at a community college to get my gen eds out of the way. Um, but wow. then, yeah, and then junior year, I had to drop my second major of broadcast journalism because you had to do like there was the TV station called TV Ten you had to work at, and I would do that in the morning, and then I would also have rehearsals after school. <laughs> So I would be up from like 4 a.m. to like midnight. And I was like, oh, it's too much. So now I have yeah. a completed minor in mass comm. <laughs> Did you ever think that you would be like a newscaster? Yeah, I went through like ebbs and flows. Like senior year of high school, I was like, maybe I want to be a teacher. So I did a teaching internship. And so I did an internship at an elementary school with sixth graders and eighth graders. And I was like, these children are demons. Uh, no, <laughs> the sixth graders were fine. The eighth graders, I was like, you are insufferable um, children. You want to be out of this school so bad. I get it. But I just need to go over this reading list with you. Um, so that changed my mind pretty quickly. Uh, but it was it was fun. But I couldn't mad props to teachers. I don't know how you how they do it. Yeah, the hormones, the <sighs> smells. I just, <laughs> the, the sixth smells. graders were very, sixth graders are stinky. You would like walk oh, into the class and I'd be like. I used to help run admissions for the private school I taught at for kindergarten kids. But when we <clears> took parents on tours, we skipped the fifth through seventh grade floors because they smell bad. They don't yeah. smell oh good. We just, mm -mm. Uh, the school's tall because it was in New York. So grades were on different floors because it's a 13 floor school. And we just skipped those floors entirely. Yeah. Oh, but then man. when I went to college, I decided to do broadcasting um, and do a double major with acting. And then, yeah, there was a period in time where I was like, well, maybe, maybe I want to be a newscaster. And then you have to do like a story about leaves and you're like, mm, I don't think this is what I want to do. <laughs> a story about leaves? What? I always remember I had to do a story about leaves and I was like, it's fall again. <laughs> oh like, my God. Not for, this is not the hard hitting journalism. Like Barbara Walters was my idol. I was like, this is not what Babs would do. <laughs> That's just just like this. Anchorman where she has to do like, like the kitty, um, fashion show or something like that yeah i mean there's not news happening all the time you know news is all day so sometimes you got to fill it in with stuff mm -hmm. i think yeah. i was also like way too opinionated to be able to be like unbiased in my journalism i'd really like to hear that leaf story yeah can we hear yeah. it's can fall you again give it to everybody us? <laughs> please, I remember please what else take a deep breath take a deep breath i and just remember it, it started that way it was like it's fall again at ISU and the leaves are changing colors was like the <laughs> gist of the story. I mean, we were in central Illinois. It's not like there was like anything cool. The only like cool thing I got to cover was like, it wasn't, was it Joe Biden? Mm -hmm. Somebody was from normal. So I got to go to a political news conference and it was like, ABC was here, NBC was here and like me and my camera guy. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, we all deserve to be here. Just as equally. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> That's adorable. Was, yes, it was very funny. But most of my time in college was spent in the theater department. What was your favorite production that you ever did? Favorite production? Um, I did. So I was a part of a group in an RSO called Free Stage. 
And so we would basically get funding from the school to give to students to put on independent productions. And there was one year we did um, found spaces. So basically we would give you money to put on your play and like pay for the royalties as long as you did it not in a theater. So we usually had like a classroom that was like a black box theater that was reserved. Um, But we made everyone do found spaces. So I was in a production of Miss Julie um, that was like modernized. And we did it out in like the scene shop where they like built furniture Mm. and stuff. So we got to like open it up. So it was like half inside, half outside. It was really fun. And so you and Keith met in college. Yeah. Keith was the senior when I was a freshman. So did you meet doing theater? Um, I mean, we met at like theater parties. We were never in like a production together because he he like graduated early, but then still stayed for like a half semester. Um, Mm. And he was doing his improv stuff. So they like basically excused him from doing the plays (laughs) because the improv was doing so well. They were like, oh, and I asked you must be huge, right? Um, It's pretty big. They call it a a big school with a small school feeling, I think is there. (laughs) their thing but the theater program oh it's not massive i don't have the numbers but i did live in waterson tower so did keith and waterson is the largest structure between the sears tower and the uh st louis arch they lived in a very tall very tall building how many floors becky like a million so there were (laughs) each we lived in what they called houses um, so each house was four floors and the elevator stopped on the third floor. So you either had to walk down or walk upstairs. Were you guys like attend every class on time? I was early for every class. <laughs> um, <laughs> I went to every single one. Our classes were very small. And so if mm. you weren't there, people would notice. Um, and I remember the only time that I ever missed class was when my, so I was on the horseback riding team. Um, and there was one like winter morning because we would always have to go out, uh, at like 6am to the barn and ride a bunch of the horses. So they like got their exercise for the day and then they could go out and just kind of be horses outside for the rest of the day. Um, (laughs) And, uh, and there was one morning when I forgot to put gas in my car and I had mm-hmm. taken like three other girls with me in my car to the barn and we were on our way back and uh, it was like a 15 minute drive to get out to the barn. Um, and it was like a very, very cold, very snowy morning and my car just ran out of gas. And that is the only time that my car has ever run out of gas. And that is the only time that I ever missed class was I like, I, it just like, it just stopped. Have you guys ever run out of gas where your car, like everything just stops your, your automatic steering stops working. Your it just, everything stops working. I had no idea that that ever happened. I, 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 I'm glad I went through this, this like situation because I was like, what am I supposed to do now? I can't like, I can't even turn the wheel. Like, Mm-mm. where am I supposed to go? I'm stuck in the middle of the road. So we just called somebody and they gave us some gas. But in college, everything was kind of laid out for us already. We didn't really have a say in organizing our schedule in the way we wanted to. They like they like to simulate our classes the way your future career would be. So most people who graduated nursing school would move on to work at a hospital. So 
classes would start at 7 a.m., not 8 a.m., 7 a.m. So I would have to get there. and Maggie. Uh, I know. With so the exception early. of the first year, so early. And you know me, I'm not a very great morning person. Like I'm very much of the get up as late as possible and just walk out the door with my all my things in hand. Like it was it was a lot. And then I also worked through school. Um, so I would work night shifts just so wow. I wanted to guarantee myself a job in pediatrics because it was kind of competitive to get into. What were you working as? I worked as a tech. So okay. a nur- basically a nurse's assistant um, mm-hmm. at night. And I would work one to two times a week. Okay. And I would usually work from like 7 p.m. to 7.30 a.m. on my off day. And it would usually be okay because I could go to my lecture and then I would fall asleep right afterwards. But I didn't start working until like my second year. So I worked my second and third and fourth year because first it was it was too hard to do that. It sounds like you were very sleep deprived. You can you can barely remember. (laughs) I know it was it was a hard time. I feel, I feel like my college experience wasn't like the normal college experience. So don't listen to me. <laughs> no, I, I love hearing about for a it. lot of people. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot of studying. Like I was just mm-hmm. like in a little deep hole of studying for a good four years. <laughs> was it a lot of uh, just memorization? Memorization and a lot of reading. Like a mm-hmm. lot of the times you would go to lecture. I mean, I guess this is the same for a lot of courses across the board, you would go to lectures, but it was responsible. You were responsible for doing like the midterms and there was, there would only be like two per. And that's a bachelor's of science plus a nursing degree, or you had additional school after that. It was just a bachelor's of science in nursing. And then once you graduate, you specialize into whatever field that you do. And then you keep learning and your books yeah, every day. <laughs> it never stops. Yeah. I worked in the college yeah. bookstore, and when the nurses came in, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. They were the most expensive yeah. books. Wow. They were the thickest, heaviest books. I still own some of mine. They're like yay big. Wow. And we used to have to lug them to class. I wish they had PDF versions <laughs> of these um, books, and I hope they do now. But lugging those were no joke. No joke. One of them, my book came in three parts. Like some people just like bought the whole thing. I bought like one, two, three. So I could like carry, but it would be frustrating because I'd get to class and they'd be like, flip to this page. And I was like, I didn't bring that half of the book. And I just <laughs> kept looking around. Oh no. <laughs> Who can share? I know. Did, did you guys I ever take your share. books apart? Like if you had one really big book at, that you had to lug around, did you ever like rip it apart so that you could take bits of it i understand that but i would want to resell mine yeah that's true Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think i did that with one book there was one book that i had to bring to class every day and like every day we went through you know it was like clockwork you we we went through another chapter and i just got so tired of carrying that heavy thing that i just kind of tore the whole thing in half and was like all right i will be bringing this half today and then at the end of the semester i'll be bringing the other half yeah did you guys, were you guys team rolly backpack? <laughs> no. No. My, my Absolutely mom not. Me, my mom made me. I was team rolly backpack. You were so, so precious. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
<laughs> I, I was. Magali wanted me. Magali already saw my posture like going to, to crap when I was younger. So she's mm-hmm. like, you are all of you. Every single one of you are going to have a rolly backpack. And she tried to get like the really cool. She put patches on them for us. There's and, no like, really sharpie. cool version. No, <laughs> but like uh, nowadays, like Zach and I have like a little rolly <clears throat> thing for our groceries. No mm-hmm. shame. No shame. What? Absolutely. I know. I actually, I this is this is probably why my posture is so bad. I did a, I didn't even do a backpack. I did a, like a purse. I had a big old like, you know, like a crossbody. No, it was just it was just a tote bag that I just kept oh. everything in. I know that that is actually probably one hundred percent why uh, my posture is so bad. If you're listening to this, mom, I love you. Thank you for giving me a rolly backpack. <laughs> I know I know I never told you that when at the time but thank you <laughs> Becky what about you were you studious you were you had a bachelor's of arts no actually I have a bachelor Keith and I have a bachelor of science <laughs> do you Ooh. oh we do I don't know if it was just Illinois State or what but uh-huh. you had to in theater yeah, so you either had to pick arts or science. If you did art, okay. you had to take extra language classes, but you had to take like two years of a language. If you did science, you just had to take like one semester extra of a math class. So most mm, of our cool. friends are bachelors of science in theater. <laughs> Wait, wow. Really? Wow. Because yeah, we so all funny. we were all like, why would we take extra classes for two years when we could just take one extra class for half a semester we're bachelor of science um i would say definitely freshman year i was pretty bad at attendance and well it's just because i tried to schedule my classes because i was double majoring full days so i went to school like 8 Mm a.m to 3 p.m every single day which Mm -hmm. i should have learned from high school was like not how my brain learns being trapped Mm -hmm. somewhere that long Mm -hmm. So once I got to like sophomore and junior year and I was doing summer school to take some of the classes out of the way, I was able to do just like two classes a day. Some classes Mm -hmm. I just had one class a day and those were awesome. So definitely helped my (laughs) attendance. And I didn't drink coffee in college, which I don't know how I even woke up in the morning, but I was always very tired and 100% in my pajamas. I barely wore (laughs) pants. Did you guys, uh, I mean, after college, did you take any like classes for jobs or, I mean, Maggie, you're probably having to take classes all the time. I had to, I've had to get multiple certifications and I think I have to get another one like within the next year, Mm. but it's like, you have to like specialize. I mean, that's, so Maggie, that's like the medical field be virtual. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, one of the the last course that I, I went and got my APON, which is basically you learn um, about chemotherapeutic agents. And we were in a class like six feet apart and the our lecturer had like a face mask on for oh. eight. The, I mean, they broke it up and it was different people, but all of them had masks on for over an eight hour. It was two days and it was like mm-hmm. eight hours each day. And I was just sitting there in a mask. I was like, I can't believe they're doing that for so, like they're talking for so long with a mask on. But mm-hmm. that one had to be in class because we had to take an exam after. But then the remainder of them, I'm sure will be Zoom. Do you feel like you learn well online? Or do you feel like it's better oh, in person? Or I definitely am 
the person that likes being in class just because I like, uh, I don't know. It's just like kind of being at like a movie theater. Like you really like being around other people and seeing their reactions. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just like the professor. I don't know. It keeps me more accountable. I'm of Mm. the opinion that I like being in class. Yeah. I can only imagine how hard it would be to take classes over Zoom. I don't know mm-hmm. what the the theater kids are doing. That I don't know how you could teach that via Zoom. They're doing Zoom theater productions and stuff. Yeah, yeah but for the same amount of money that an in-person. That's the that's the yeah. the bullshit of it all is that they're still charging kids for these online classes even though you're not getting the like what are you yeah. going to do a Shakespeare play over Zoom and that's going to somehow prepare you for <laughs> doing live theater. I think they are though. I think people are coming up with ways to do stuff that's completely out of the box. Ariel, what did you guys decide with Wes in school? If you don't mind me following up. You're back oh my to gosh. school. You have a school-aged, a preschool-aged yes, kiddo. Yes, so mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was that was big. That was that was our really big decision this um, this summer because we applied for preschool. Um, and, and did really want to get into preschool because uh, Wes will be two and a half in September. And, um, you know, it's it's a good age for him to go. And a lot of his, like other kids his age are going. This is just sort of when kids start preschool. And um, we got into the preschool that we wanted to get into. And we were very, very excited because in LA, I mean, Rachel, you know, it's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal to get into preschool. Um, especially the one that you really want because there are people on wait lists. There are all sorts of, uh, I mean, hoops to jump through and whatnot. Um, but it was this little preschool uh, that was like walking distance from our house that we really liked. And um, honestly, I was just so excited that he was going to be going to preschool that I I just assumed that everything was going to be fine. And about two weeks ago, Ned and I had to have a conversation where we just said, is this happening? Is this a good idea? Um, and the answer is no. We're, we are gonna, we're not gonna send him to free school this year. It's re- it was a really hard decision, but the, the, big, the big thing was that we are gonna have a new, a new baby in the house come November and it's just too much it's it's too much exposure for mm-hmm. for you know a brand new baby to have you know Wes would only have like 10 friends that's the, that that's what they called them they, they, he would have 10 friends in his class and um, but I mean 10 friends that means 10 other families that you're you know potentially exposed to and you know, the kids, uh, they could have symptoms, they could not, they could just be carrying it, you know, that's still up in the air. And so Wes could be bringing it home. And, you know, it was just, it was just too much. It was too much risk for us to take for, Mm -hmm. you know, not because also uh, preschool at this age, it's, it's, it's just playing, you know, they're, they're just Mm -hmm. learning social skills, and they're learning, uh, they're just learning how to get along with other kids and, and, you know, 
just kind of new routines and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. But we did, we did start, you know, potty training specifically so that he could go to preschool. And so no. the upside of that is that now he's potty trained and uh, <laughs> that's cool. Um, I feel like that was quick. It good work. Well, you know, he still, he, he still has accidents every once in a while, but um, thanks. I mean, it's been, it's been like a three month journey. Uh, and yeah. and, journey. and we're, still, we're still working on it. Oh, oh, it's, it is a journey. Let me tell you, talk about <laughs> learning. Um, yeah, that's it, potty training is something else. Like there are times he, he knows how to do it. He knows how to go potty in like on the potty, but <laughs> this kid, he likes to decide whether he does it or not. You know, he, I, I, I'm sure this happens to all kids where they're just playing and he just decides, I'd rather not go inside right now and go to the bathroom. I'm just going to go right here. Um, and so every once in a while, probably once a week, he does that. He just decides that, mm, no, I'm, I'm not going to go and go to the bathroom. I'm just going to go right here. And also, ugh, so because he's a boy, every once in a while, we'll, we will be not close to a bathroom. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, um, and so we'll just be like, okay, well, we're just going to go find a spot and we're going to go outside. And I think that that is probably one of the worst decisions that we have ever made because oh, now no. he thinks, now he thinks it's okay to go outside. So, so, oh, so instead no. of like, instead of, instead of thinking when he's playing outside, Oh, I need to go inside and go to the bathroom. He just thinks, let me go find a tree. <laughs> and I'll go to the bathroom. Oh, I don't know what to do. You're raising a country baby, a wilderness baby. He's one with he's just nature outside. <laughs> he's got really, I, I, according to Ned, he's got really good aim though. So, uh, so, you know, you could trust him in, in, in many situations. And he's, he's a little bit scared of the, um, of the big potty because in a lot mm. of like public restrooms, they, they make really, really loud flushing noises or they'll, oh. they'll flush automatically, which is really scary for like young kids. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, Ned had the Ned had the best idea the other day. Um, is it okay if I tell your your drain story? Yeah, sure. Okay, so he had. I think it, it's brilliant. It is brilliant. It is brilliant. He had the best idea um, a couple weeks ago where uh, we weren't near home, but we were like on a walk and uh, and we had to and Wes really had to go to the bathroom, um, and so we took him into like the restroom. Um, and there were two stalls and Ned was like, okay, well, do you want to go in the potty? I'll just, I'll, I'll just hold you up. And he tried a whole bunch of different things. He tried like standing on the seat to see if, if Wes could like go in the potty that way, because he couldn't really like sit on the seat. That's so- sort of how we have him trained is to like sit on the potty and pee that way. Um, but he could also pee standing up. Um, and finally, I mean, Wes was just getting so fed up. <laughs> And could not like he he was like I have to pee so bad, uh, and I and I don't know where to go and I don't know how to do it. That Ned found the drain on the floor in the in in the men's bathroom, and he said, <laughs> "Just go in the drain, just shoot for the drain." And no! so they did, and so they did. Was just teaching just, him to pee on the floor. Was just shot for the drain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very proud of this. I feel like it's a new technique that we have unlocked, you know? 
Drain nation. <laughs> Drain season. It's basically like a urinal, but it's on the floor, right? I mean, it's Until better that, than... It's better than it's not. Somewhere else. I don't know. It just... It was... It, at the time, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. We could not think of anything else. You are raising a shower peer, if I I've know. ever heard of one. He's going to pee know. all a in that shower. shower. <laughs> I, th- I think he already pees in the shower he like thinks it's okay yes please learn from my mistakes <laughs> with my, my yeah with my drain peer and my tree peer I mean it, it, I'm pretty sure that Wes is just gonna think that peeing everywhere is just fine just fine uh, as long as he doesn't pee in his pants or on other people you're desensitizing him to different objects and surfaces you know mm. and then one day <laughs> right. it'll just be the toilet you know yeah yeah cool. one day we're, we're, we're working day. our way up there so no preschool no preschool i know i know i know that was but a hard decision it was a really yeah. hard decision it was a really really hard decision so i think we'll just try to incorporate some you know like uh sort of structural like structured learning and into, into our days a little bit more you know like maybe have the morning be art time or something like that because these days are very unstructured right now i think a lot of the debate going on right now is whether virtual learning or in-person learning is you know better essentially to boil it down to something you know specific um but, but what do you guys think do you think physically going into school was something that helped you grow as like a person and socialize? Do you think it's important? Or do you think it could just be done on a computer? I mean, there's some classes that truly like you need to go in and like if you're working Mm -hmm. on a lab or something, or if you're doing like musical theater and are performing, Mm -hmm. it's hard to kind of simulate that same sort of experience from home. The experience of college, it isn't just classes, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's living in the dorms and, and being with, you know, (laughs) learning to get along with roommates. And I don't, I don't know that like having to go away is the big thing. Mm -hmm. I just think it's being around other people. Like Maggie said, it's kind of like being in a movie theater where mm-hmm. it's like better because you have other people around you. So even if you're mm-hmm. not like living at the dorms, you're still going somewhere every day and you're still right in your classes, engaging with people that mm-hmm. you might not have met otherwise in your everyday life. So you're getting more exposure yeah. to different right. ideas yeah. and different people. I've done a couple, like two virtual classes that were like left over my last few years, but they were like general ed courses. I'm trying to imagine someone doing nursing clinicals at home and like doing assessments Mm -hmm. like on their pet or their (laughs) sibling it just seems so yeah yeah. and I'm reflecting on like my four-year experience do I think that prepared me to be a nurse yes and no I definitely think that a lot of my learning came from actually doing what Mm -hmm. I do you know I do think that the freshman year class that is that is dealing with this right now you know, it's going to be something that they all have in common. And that's really the one big thing about your freshman year in college is you just find something that you have in common with someone and that's how you make your friends. And that's, you know, Mm -hmm. that's where it all starts. Mm -hmm. And how you overcome obstacles together. Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's sort of, you know, learning in a nutshell is, is mm-hmm. 
kind of figuring out how to how to deal with new stuff Mm -hmm. um to wrap it up with a nice little bow (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much guys that was the episode um want to thank you all for sending us emails to you can sit with us pod at gmail.com i love reading everyone's emails i love seeing photos of people's pets um we got a message from a father yesterday saying how great of an example we are to young women and i find that so cute i know i know um so just keep sending us emails we love uh reading them and we will be reading them next week um so yeah please rate us five stars on any podcast uh, platform that you are using and we will see you next week bye bye guys bye (laughs) bye